You're listening to the Model Body Podcast with your host, Terry Goodlad. Let's go. Welcome back to the Model Body Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, your host, the publisher of Model Body Magazine, M-O-D-L-B-O-D-Y.com is the website. You can go see issue one. And today with me in the studio is Elaine Goodlad. We both have the last name. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Terry. You got to warn me before that Refer song comes on. Refer to as my sibling. I felt like I was in a in a well, nightclub there for a were second when you recorded that. I was about to leave because <laughs> I don't like nightclubs. You don't clubs. like the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you find the crowd quite unruly. Oh, geez, unruly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and obnoxious. That was the word I was obnoxious. looking for. We were just uh, sitting down to prepare for this podcast and got into memes. Oh <laughs> which is goodness. probably something you shouldn't do right before a podcast. No, it is. It puts you in a I forgot good what room. we were going to. Well, yeah, but I forgot what we were going to talk about. Homie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's issue, talk about memes. Issue, let's talk about memes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read them. You laugh. <laughs> oh lord! Uh, today's show is brought to you by Blackbean Coffee. Blatt's the web. That's the website address. Blackbean Coffee. Really good coffee. Costa Rican sunrise and Peruvian. It's an organic coffee. Peruvian. Uh, French roast. It's a dark roast, organic coffee, and it's really, it's really good. So rich and it's so good. And but which it's one's not, your favorite? You know what? I like. I really like the Costa Rica. I really like the Costa Rica too. And Anna, it loves, never leaves a real. It's not. It's not bitter or it's so strong that it leaves that crazy aftertaste. And, it's just smooth. And, and that's love the it. thing with with the darker coffees, dark roast coffees. There are uh, more oils are released, and so you get that uh, what we call chocolatey notes. Ooh, we can't chocolate. Well, we call notes. it bitter. I think people call it bitter or coffee is stronger. But now it that you know just, as much as Terry Goodlad knows about coffee, I don't you know. call it I, chocolatey notes. I can't. The uh, wonderful thing about this coffee company is you can get on a membership plan and you can have your coffee delivered to you. Monthly. Actually, that was a cool feature. I like it. I own the company. I added that feature. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it is, is it's just, you know how it is. Like I run out of coffee and it's like, oh, don't, you know. No, you never want to run out of coffee, trust no, me. No, and so you just go in and you, uh, you sign up, you, you get 10% ten, ten off, 10% mm -hmm. off the black bean coffee, but you also get 10% off blessedbodywear.com. Yes, All the which fitness is, wear there. yes. And free shipping from blessedbodywear.com. Mm -hmm. That's golden because when you think about every order, you're saving, you know, 5 to $10 depending on Well, the thing of it is, is some of our customers, they're almost getting like a free bag of coffee a month on what they save on fitness wear. So it's 10%. That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So anyway, and so what you do is you just go in, you choose the subscription to the Black Bean Coffee Club, you get 10% off your coffee, uh, you choose the date, you choose which coffee you want to order and how many. Fine, and it's just medium, automatically mm -hmm. shipped to you. It's automatically charges your card on the date that you choose and it's shipped directly to you so you never run out. That's the whole idea. We're trying to make life good. You sit around in your blessed body, wear clothing, and you drink coffee. That's all we expect of you. Especially now. <laughs> yes, this is a, that's all we do. <laughs> COVID. That's all I'm doing right coffee now. Coffee and blessed body wear. Comfy and pants. laughing and memes. Yeah. Uh, the first issue's out. It came out in good July. Good job, by the way. It was beautiful. Did you like it? Yes. That was... Uh, it's beautifully laid out. You're... you're your creativity never ceases to amaze me. You build your own websites. You're just you're just good at what you do. But the magazine was just beautiful. I mm -hmm. assembled my son's bicycle this morning at five o'clock. I you, I do wrenches too, computers oh. and wrenches. So not only did cameras, you make this first podcasts, issue of this magazine that you're now releasing, you put together I assembled a bicycle, a four year old's bicycle. Assembled. Assembled. I think the words assembled. Yes. 
takes more to assemble one than just put one together. Yeah, put one together just seems. You could have you so have a few bolts left over see, the other way, but this way you probably you know seems so Neanderthal put it together. You know, no, I assembled it. Sounds more intellectual, I think. Uh, yeah, what I did is uh, Anna actually used to do the layout of the magazine for me, and I just I spent a day on a course on Skillshare.com. Not they're, they're not a sponsor. They should be, but uh, I love Skillshare actually. If you want to learn anything about anything, I don't. Well, <laughs> then don't go to Skillshare.com. <laughs> Thank you. I won't. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I learned. It took me a day. It was like eight hours, and then I learned enough, and I sat down, plunk, laid out the magazine. It was actually kind of nice. And what I did because the magazine, a lot of people read them on their phones, on their devices. Yes, I do. And so reading a lot of reading you know, uh, can be less enjoyable there. So I put an intro to the stories. The focus really is really the art, the pictures. And, uh, and what I did is I put an intro there and then a link to the website where you could read the full story. So there's a full interview. And, and most of the stories I open up with <clears throat> my, uh, how the model impacted me. Mm -hmm. you know and what uh, what I, where my inspiration came from for the photos and then uh the rest is just questions questions well, in the how, model the I, models answer the questions how i've always known you to be is you have to be intrigued somewhat by the by the subject that you're shooting you have to enjoy this person you have to respect this person this person has to be basically a good person with a good story so that's what i admire too because that, when you're reading it it's you put your heart and soul into that article and into those pictures and and it just, everybody feels something when they read your articles. Well, and the thing is, is that, that that's true. And, and that can be a, a huge blessing, uh, but it can also be a horrible curse because I don't necessarily do my best work when I'm working with somebody that I don't enjoy working Well, that's with, what I mean. And, or that and I don't I think, connect with or but like. you seldom do. You seldom do uh, recruit. <clears throat> models or individuals well, that you don't respect their now you don't I, have a story now we're working tell. with people i want to work with yeah. i get to choose the models when i was working with magazines oh, I see what you uh, mean. Yeah. like when i worked with flex magazine for the most part i got to choose because they gave me my own section mm -hmm. that, that body shop section they congratulations actually, by the way you had a, your own section in flex magazine yeah i hadn't thought about that i guess Seriously. so yeah yeah. And they left it up to you. As yeah. And I just sort of picked who I wanted to go in there and, and they would, of course they had the final say, but, mm -hmm. um, but I always chose people that had a story. And the idea was it was a predominantly male focused magazine. It was a male bodybuilding magazine and women were always kind of considered, you know, quote unquote, eye candy and not, I don't think intentionally by the magazine, but that's just kind of how it was presented. You know, it was, you know, the premise was, or the belief was that people are there to read about bodybuilding, not about, women but as the women became more prevalent in the sport uh and because of bodybuilding uh or sorry bodysport.com the website that i owned i was working with almost exclusively women you know for all the other magazines that i was working for uh that's what i was most known and for. speaking of that i incidentally <clears throat> excuse me was the first female training layout in flex oh magazine. that's right you were too as a model as a model and so we did a whole training layout because i had been in the in this flex swimsuit and lingerie oh, lingerie issues, issue, swimsuit years. issues the calendar but this was the, the training layout they didn't have women training in right. flex magazine and then they decided to do one layout of a woman per issue i think and yeah. i was the first woman they used yeah for the, yeah it was a good call and, and that's the whole thing like you're very very exotic beauty um, but you were also ahead of your time back then. 
Uh, and of course, you were drug free. Mm-hmm. We can say that now, right? Yeah. Well, uh, but I've always said it, but nobody. Well, really I know, but you. but I mean, I think when you're involved in the sport, that's a taboo that nobody wants you to talk about. And yes. so you were just genetically, you know, muscular and lean, right? It's just the way you're quit playing with your phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> you texting while we're talking no i was you can't do it when you're driving my, you can't do it when you're part doing my a brother podcast. who's a firefighter a meme and he wrote back did he so get it he said <laughs> yeah, that's he, a gem <laughs> anyway so anyway um yeah so i mean you were perfect you're a perfect fit for flex because you were ahead of your time i think in physical development what what figure athletes looked like then they looked uh I don't know if you, we're not going to draw comparisons, but uh, you were the first, you were actually the first competitor to step foot on an IFBB pro figure stage. Yes. In 2003 at the first Arnold Classic. That's where they had the first IFBB pro figure show. Two firsts. And then, uh, yeah. You, I mean, you had a brilliant career as a model. And, and it was, I remember because I was working in the magazines at that time. You had no aspirations of ever competing, really. Or modeling. Or modeling. <laughs> you could care less about any of it. And, you made uh, me do all of and it, And I actually. forced you to do it all. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back first when we first, first met many, no, many, many not. years ago. And you said. I have no recollection of that. Well, I, was, I used to power was, lift. It was too long ago. No, I was kidding. So it was <laughs> I used to power lift and you told me, you said, ago. I want to be, you saw Corey Everson in a magazine. Yeah, and said I you saw her on the be, cover and I said, I'd, re- I'd want to be like that. I'd really like to do that. And I said, I can get you there. <laughs> and here we, and we are. Did. And here we are. The rest is history. And That's so, hilarious. That was over 30 years ago. We had that, that conversation. That just popped into my head. And I literally ended up being on the covers of magazines. And I don't think I was serious when I said it at the time. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, how, how would I know? Be? Yeah. What would I we know? We were living I was, in Saskatchewan, I was a Canada. cop then and a power Yeah, you were a cop and we were living in Saskatchewan. No aspirations no. of any. Yeah. That, but goes to show you. You put something on your vision board or you say you're going to do something, you just, it just get happens. it done. Yeah. But um, you've transitioned. Now. I mean, you had a brilliant modeling career. Uh, it was hard. And I remember at the outset, it was very hard to convince anybody to publish you initially uh, until you started getting published. I was too muscular. Every, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> they literally told me I was too muscular, yeah. which is just silly. And then when now. they started shooting you and they saw what you can do as a model, it was like, boom, it's just the floodgates. I mean, you've been published globally multiple times, mm. multiple covers, multiple, you're still shooting and getting published and you're, I had somebody came up to me. You're 56 now. Yeah, 56. I had somebody come up to me at the backstage. I was doing makeup at one of the Mm -hmm. muscle contest shows. And he was a guy that barely spoke English. And and he just, uh, he said. So you could pretty much make up whatever he said then. Yeah. (laughs) And here goes. (laughs) And he said to me. I'm going to give him my best shot here. (laughs) Are you going to do it in his accent? Because I had to say whatever. No, I'm not going (laughs) to. But he said that he recognized me. And I said, oh, I said, okay, have have I met you before? And he said, no, I, I, I remember you. He says you're on the cover of a magazine in my country. <laughs> so it oh, was really that's cool. So cool. I still haven't gotten it, but he said he's literally going, cause he's going back and I forget, I honestly forget which country it was, mm-hmm. but he, he sent me a picture of it. So I actually posted it on my Instagram. If you want to look back, it's on Elaine Goodlad on the Instagram, but you go back a ways on, and on you'll see. On the Instagram? On the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Google. On no. the Google. You um, can go on the Google and, and search it or, or just on the Instagram. But it was really cool and he's going to get me a copy of that it. That is cool. 
yeah i mean you we've you've been published hundreds of times and and it was something that uh you, you've always been a great model when we worked together i remember when i decided i came home remember i came home one night <clears throat> after working all night here's the thing i had done many 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 jobs if i if i told if i went into that I, people would say they wouldn't believe me but but i had taken this job sort of to get away to figure out what i wanted to be when i grew up and i was in my i think my 40s by that point <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and I came home one Still day and decided I wanted to be a photographer and a writer. So I wrote an article for a motorcycle magazine. They rejected it. And I said, screw that. I'll start my own. I didn't yeah. say screw. And then mm. I picked up a camera, took you into the backyard and took probably the most horrendous pictures I've ever taken <laughs> in my whole entire life. Because <laughs> we got them, we got them developed at Costco, <laughs> and, um, and they were always horrible. And probably was, the technicians at Costco were laughing when they were looking at them. But no, you just beat yourself up a lot because you realize you pick up a camera, but you don't know anything about lighting. You don't know anything about anything. I knew but nothing you, about anything. But you anything. have to learn, and that's exactly what you watching did. that arrogance i mean we got to kind of chuckle because it, it, it turned out pretty good right but but at the time it was just like i honestly believed that this was going to happen you know i remember when we went down to the olympia and i said enough of this i'm going to go down there and make you famous we drove down i stopped i stopped on the way we drove we living in canada in a city called Kelowna. it's about four hours inland from vancouver went to vancouver stopped at a camera store picked up a camera i said to the guy i said I need a camera and, and he a used one and a good one though. And I, and I pointed to one. It was a big one. I wanted it because it was a big one. Right. So I said, give me that big one. He said, Oh no, that's a pro body. Oh no, I need that. I said, and I <laughs> said, so just give me a lens that goes with that in some film. And that was it. And we started driving down to Las Vegas here for the Olympia. And uh, I remember we were in Oregon the next day and we're driving. It was very quiet in the car and we're on this quiet street. And I looked over at you and you looked at me. It's like, what the F are we doing? <laughs> what do we think we're doing? <laughs> it was doing? just a moment of clarity, you know? But the funny like, no, thing no, no, is, no, it'll work out. It'll work out. And it did work out. Yeah, when we got there. I mean, I, I remember roaming the, the, just roaming the convention at the Olympia and I was approached by Bill Dobbins. Yeah. Famous photographer. <laughs> Famous photographer. One really, of the guys that mentored me actually a little bit. Right, we exactly. Yeah. He gave you some great advice. And um, he stopped me. He, says, he said, who are you? And, and I, I'm Elaine from Canada. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. My wallet, so wallet he took here. some pictures of me on some, um, there were some custom Harleys at mm -hmm. the convention. So he took some pictures of me and, and gave me his card and he wanted to shoot me sometime. But it just literally snowballed from there i guess you could say because with your experience with ralph dehan well and i was helping ralph dehan mm -hmm. ferrying models back mm -hmm. and forth to let me shoot them and i shot four i shot miss you olympia shot Susie curry to maya maharova who is still a friend to this day yeah. and one of the top and probably the most published models shoot. in the business and then uh, and then a couple others mandy blank who has since passed away and and uh i can't remember who the fourth one was oh um melissa Frabeel. right but uh but anyway, yeah, and that was the beginning. And I had no idea what I was doing, but the pictures turned out great. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he was kind of, I think he was giving you some tips or saying, or kind of yeah. showing you mm -hmm. as he was going along, but he allowed you to shoot on the heels of his Yeah, and he said, you got to ask shoot. for permission. I got permission from mm -hmm. JM and like mm -hmm. that. And so anyway, <clears throat> so off, off we short. went. And, and so here we are today. This is uh, Model Body is my fourth magazine. Mm -hmm. I owned a print magazine and I've owned three digital magazines mm -hmm. now. And uh, I had a very, very 
fun career for two decades as one of the top photographers in the industry and mm -hmm, writers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and here we are, this is my fun retirement project. And actually I got out of commercial photography a few years ago because I hated commercial photography. Um, because it's, it's, it's not the photography when you get to a certain level, um, when, when your rate gets up and, and people want to hire you because your rate is high, you know, they expect to pay a high rate, but then you're not just dealing with models at that point. You're dealing with agents, you're dealing with marketing people and branding people. And, and it no longer has anything to do with your own creativity. Got, no. They basically are telling you what to do. Yeah. They're micromanaging you. And I know you do not like to be micromanaged, no. so... Well, I don't think any artist does. I mean, no. you're a makeup artist, you know, I mean, we work together very well because mm -hmm. I understand what you do and I tell you, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And you, and then I just step away and let you do your thing. Right. And if I want a little more, a little less or whatever you do that, but, but for somebody to say, okay, great. We want you because you're this great photographer and do this great stuff, but we want you to do this and this and this and shoot this and do it this way and do it this way and light it this way. And it's like, here, why don't you just take the camera yeah, and you you're do it. literally leaving you with nothing. Right. And, and, and this last shoot, it was, you know, it was, it was one of those things where they want to give you direction, but nobody wants to take responsibility for that direction because if it doesn't work out good. Right. They don't want to lose their job. They want to look like shining stars, right? And so it, it was two weeks of stress and annoying. So by the time I got to the shoot, I couldn't wait for it to be over and I hadn't even gotten there and Then yet. you're not really enjoying your photography No, anymore. and it just sucked. And, and, you could and the thing is, the people I was shooting, I knew and I really liked them and it was great, but I was just so so done mm -hmm. before we even started. And I just said, you know, and then there was another project I did for... <clears throat> somebody won't mention any names but did two projects for that person it was a very high profile person and during the shoot the model was drunk off his ass and <laughs> combative <laughs> and you know and again the money's good but it's just that day you know it's just like well it tells you're, you're taking you a, a picture of somebody yourself. you got somebody holding them up and then you go one two three they jump out of the picture i snapped a picture real quick before it falls over and then, yeah oh it, my gosh. and and then the whole time arguing with me you know about silly stuff and so the thing is is when you know at that level the money's really really good but the work is not fun and i left that and and didn't I, like i really wanted to sell all my gear could care less if i ever took a picture ever again and of course it's been is a crime because you're an amazing photographer well thank you there, there's twice in my career i've done that and both times anna as my wife has said you know mm -hmm. don't make any ha harsh decisions just and and then i get back into it and i love it again and and so this model body project is really i i love photography i love the art i love telling the stories <clears throat> and so that's really why i got into it so mm -hmm. i, I want to talk with you about issue one about shooting huami now uh, you're a model, but what people in the modeling world don't know, and I think there's, it's, it's kind of funny because you've lived these two lives mm -hmm. that are very separate from each other, and a lot of people don't understand the crossover, but you were this famous world-class top 10 in the world athlete for many, many years and, and, uh, and then retired, but you were also far more accomplished as a model than you were even as an athlete, <clears throat> still modeling and getting published to this to this day you know Thanks at, you. at 56 <laughs> well i mean it's not just me though i mean uh there's other people I actually have been approached recently by 
people that actually just want that. Right. And if they knew that you were modeling again, they would probably a lot more people would approach you because there's a great story there at 56. You're the fountain of youth, you know, and, and, uh, and you're a really good model. And so it's, uh, it's a treat to work with you. I always get great pictures, but, uh, at this shoot, you were the makeup artist because mm -hmm. you were a brilliant makeup artist. And you kind of got out into that, you know, out of necessity, but you really rose to the top. And, and, and so you do now, predominantly, you do contest makeup for athletes that compete in the IFBB. Yeah, right? contests and photo shoots, yeah. Yeah. Now, you did Wami's makeup for the cover, and all the jewels and stuff like that. You did all that, but you did her makeup for the whole shoot. Right. And whenever possible, there are, I want to say, two makeup artists that, how do I say this nicely? That you really enjoy working with. Two makeup <laughs> artists that I enjoy. No, well, two makeup artists that I, I like the work simply because... Uh, they when, take direction from you and that's right when you, you and i work together there's want. a collaboration i have an idea in my head of what the picture is going to look like what it's going to be lit like what the whole message is what the model has to do i've coached the model and what she needs to do before she comes to the shoot what i don't need is a makeup artist doing what she wants to do and not ending up with the look that i need see most makeup artists are not used to the photographers being that clear in what they want in the project that they're doing, they know nothing about makeup. Most photographers don't know anything about makeup. So they don't know how to, they don't ever give the makeup artist direction. So when you get that kind of cockiness from a makeup artist, like, oh yeah, you stick to what you do, I'll do what I do kind of right. thing. They don't know what you know. Gotcha. And so when they're giving you a little bit of attitude, all I guess, I don't know how you really kind of smooth that over, but in reality, I know you, I've been shooting with you for, for how long? You have a very clear, as a matter of fact, if you had the talent, you would be doing the makeup yourself. I did do makeup you for one. Makeup. I did do <laughs> There was a model that I introduced to another photographer who got there. There was no makeup artist. She was a tomboy and couldn't do makeup. I did her makeup for an oxygen cover try. Oh my gosh. An oxygen cover try. And the photographer I'm not gonna mention the you name. and says, you, you do, do makeup? makeup? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So in all fairness, um, they're not used to that, that you actually have a grasp of the entire picture. But I think that's an important thing as a photographer. I think you have to understand, like you like wardrobe you know wardrobe is part of creating the, the image uh, makeup yeah. hair is all part of creating the image it's just as important as lighting or setting or anything like that if you want to tell a visual story it's all an important thing and so what i look for as a photographer is somebody that will collaborate with me mm -hmm. I, it's not uh, like i'm not a dictator it doesn't have to be my way no but they just have to know that you say i, say I want this what i want yeah and then that just so so do it the way i want because i know what i want i know what what lighting and everything yeah. i need and so this is how i want the makeup to look in the end but when i get to work with you and so i try to do that as much as i possibly can is uh is just okay here's what i'm kind of trying to create and then what do you think and what would you do with that mm -hmm. and then we just go back and forth and decide mm -hmm. on something and then once you get going it's yours mm -hmm. right and i walk away the other thing that you do is you help mentally prepare the models for what they're going to be doing that day and so by the time i get the model i've got the look that i want but i've also got them in the right headspace because modeling is 
and acting. This is, it's like acting. It's acting. And you're playing a role. And, and, and that's the thing. Most models don't understand that. They think they're just going to show up. And as long as they look good, if you're an athlete, you're, you're freaked out about your body. If you're a model, you're there pretending, you know, to be a model. You can't just show up pretty and be a model. You actually no. have to be able to Modeling is model. playing a role. It's, it's just getting like, into a zone. Yeah. I always say the difference between modeling and acting is the camera. Mm-hmm. it's the film you know that what you know are you doing is it is, you know it's is it still shot 24 frames right, a second exactly. or is it one frame you know exactly and and so that's the whole idea so uh working with you is always a joy this shoot in miami uh, you got us the location it was a beautiful mansion in boca raton uh wami um, i've found wami and i love shooting this girl oh she's, she's just she's now, so beautiful now you spend some time with her and i know that interaction the model and the artist is always it's a very intimate thing before years ago before any of this stuff you used to be a hairstylist mm-hmm. and you end up i think as a hairstylist you end up being more psychologist because you're touching people and you're and very very listen, close yeah, and intimate and they, a lot of advice and they tell yeah. you their life story oh, and they yeah. pour it all like out to you and, and still does that mm-hmm. as uh, uh except for they're not drunk usually i think what works though when i'm doing a girl's makeup for a photo shoot and they and and see normally you have kind of laid that foundation before i get there that elaine you know has done this and yeah. elaine was a so when they look at me in my and they look into my eyes and i'm looking into their eyes and they know that i've been there there's just this sense of and most of them are a lot younger than i am obviously you're not shooting a bunch of 60 year olds but these young women Yet. they look <laughs> okay might do a so, special issue <laughs> can i be on the cover <laughs> yeah, you got it so they look at me as like a mentor or a mom figure. Mm-hmm. And, but there, there's also so much admiration there between us. And so I get the opportunity to just teach just because they're, they're hungry for it mm-hmm. and they want to know, okay, so you, you know, some things that I don't know. They, they know that if I've been there already and if they have any fears, they can share them with me. And then I, and then I work it and out. The whole reason for that is it just helps the model be, you know, the worst thing is, uh, and, Anna has taken, she's my photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the first time she shot me. Oh my God. It was just a hazing is what it was, right? Because every instruction that I've ever given, she just rapid fire giving me these things, you know, arch your back, you know, take deep breath, <laughs> all this kind of stuff, you know, okay, close your mind. And then, you know, doing all this stuff and I'm just like, oh, you're oh evil. Oh my gosh, she did it on purpose. Oh, Elaine, it was horrendous, right? And of course we're laughing the whole time, blushing? but it was horrible, right? And, and uh, you know, but she really, you know, I really learned what it was like to be at the other end, you know? And, uh, and of course it did, it, it served its purpose because I, I got better at, you know, really connecting okay. yeah, <laughs> and understanding. But uh, the thing of it is, is you really don't have a clue what's going on. Right. You know, and then this person is sort of, you know, so you just, they're instantly nervous. You instantly, and especially if you're doing anything like glamour or swimsuit or anything like that, where, you know, if, if it's not normal for you to be standing there in a bra and panties in front of some strange guy that you don't know, right. getting your picture taken, that's number one. And, and they've then, never shot before, yeah. Right. And the other thing is, uh, most of the models that I worked with are models that know my background as a photographer. So they, they're always afraid they don't measure up to the other models I work with. Right. But every model feels that way. Right, exactly. Right? And, and I don't see it that way. You know, before, long before there's ever a camera and lights involved, you know, I'm choosing somebody based on 
how they look and who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so by the time they get there, it's somebody that I'm really excited about working with, right? So so that's something that should go by the wayside, but never does. So so you're just dealing with all these factors that create nervousness and, and tension. And and so by you know meeting me, sitting down with you, by the time I get them, all that stuff is dissolved away. Well, that's good. And we know. can just get to work now and start creating together. Well, I remember with Hawami, um, when she met me and you had already told her about me, she had this mad respect and admiration. And so she treated me with so much respect and she was very humble. And when you look at a girl who's completely just utterly flawless, her face, her face is, is so I, smooth like butter. Of course she's young, but smooth like butter. She's a, what, what's her nationality? She is uh, her uh, father is Vietnamese. Interesting story. Her father uh, was Vietnamese. Her mom's Cuban. Uh, her father fled Vietnam after the Vietnam War and went to, I want to say Croatia, but I know that's not right. Um, and then her mother got permission to leave Cuba. Both of them went to go to university and they met in university. Oh, for goodness And then they left there and, uh, you know, dad really didn't have a country to go to because he wasn't going, couldn't go back to, to, to Vietnam. Right. And, uh, and mom, so they went back to Cuba. Well, Cuba wasn't much of a way of life. And so he left and went to Canada to try to make a life. And while, you know, they were apart, the marriage fell apart, you know, because of the distance. Mm. And so Wami very much loves her father, very much loves her mother, but this was very difficult for her. Uh, very, very torn. And, and it created a lot of the, you know, you can read her story, you know, she went through an awful lot and now she's turning herself around. Um, well, she has turned herself around, you know, she's becoming an entrepreneur, but I mean, she struggled with addiction and she had all kinds of problems and uh, has reconciled all that now, very, very close with her dad, very close with her mom. And, uh, and, and yeah, so she's out there. She was just such a positive young woman and, and okay, how old was she again? She was 20. Oh, I don't know. Like really young. I've got socks older. Let's just say 23, 24. I don't know what she was, but she's just so nice she's just yeah. a nice good person her but heart, very strong ve- oh very strong she's not naive no 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 <laughs> not you, gonna, you don't yeah. want to you don't, don't want to mess with this girl yeah her, yeah but she just was such her just disposition was so sweet Do you know she was an mma fighter no trained for mma oh for goodness sakes mm-hmm. so full of surprises and the first thing she told me that i'm going oh my god not that face <laughs> no do not <laughs> that Please face is just mma it, i i I've no. never seen a well, face that is not only symmetrical, but it's just perfect. If if you can yeah. use that word, anybody listening to this podcast and looking at this magazine yeah. right now is is can see that yeah. it's just so pure and so beautiful. But I just really enjoyed working with her because she was just a genuinely a nice person, and that's really important for me because if I'm doing someone's face and they don't come across to me as as genuine, mm-hmm. it just it's just a, it's you just want to get pictures. it done and yeah. get it over with same and pack up my stuff and get out of there. Yeah. But yeah, with her, it just, it was nice time spent. I prepped her, you know, for, for feeling out the whole modeling situation and, and getting in the right headspace, And it worked out really well, but I really enjoyed her. She's very nice. That was the second time I had shot her. The first time she had done her own makeup and it was kind of like a test shoot. It was before she did a WPC contest in Miami. And, uh, and I met her at that show and, uh, love her physique like she's very uh, uh 
She's got this fullness. I call it thick. I don't know. That's where I'm going to well, offend I call it her. Fullness. Fullness. Okay. okay. But she's fullness got solid right legs, places. solid butt. Very you solid. know, just really fit, healthy girl. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, yet not overly lean. No, no, not that competition yeah. leanness. A gorgeous that face. Really At that time, shoot, she actually. had that short black bob hair, mm -hmm. and it was just like, oh my mm -hmm. god, just it just you couldn't take your eyes off. Yeah. Right. And uh, and we shot it. Uh, Biscayne. I cried Bay. all the way home. By the way. <laughs> 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 the first shoot we did at Biscayne Bay and uh you know I always try to go a little slow because I just just met her you know um you know she speaks Spanish and English uh so you always you, know, you want to make sure you're understood and you know you don't want to offend anybody and you just want to do all the right things right and and uh she just jumped in full speed right away and she loves to model like she's very expressive and very aware of herself and very aware where the line is between sexy and gratuitous right you know so i don't have to i, I and i didn't have to push her in either direction you know she just knew what and where boy that's so much easier for you as a photographer you oh must my gosh just, no wonder you love shooting her so much and and it's just you know just talking to her uh you know at first she was a little guarded which i respect and appreciate that mm -hmm. right and and then as the day went on she read me you know, mm -hmm. and I read her and it was just like, wow, you just, I almost felt like I'd known her a long time. Right. And so this next shoot was, I want it to be right. And mm -hmm. so I got you number one, and then we you got that lo location for us. And, uh, I was really, really thrilled with the shoot. I wish it could have gone on. A it lot was a longer. perfect backdrop because the way she was dressed and she had some very elegant clothing. And then you got the mansion and the pool and everything in the background it just was really Really well done, really pretty. So everything I wrote about her in there, again, most of it is, uh, you know, her. It's an interview with her. And, mm -hmm. and I don't put the questions in there. I just put, you know, her comments, right? So it doesn't clutter it up. But uh, but that is Wami. That was my impression of Wami. And it's interesting that yours is, uh, mm -hmm. we hadn't talked about this before. No. And so it's interesting that, uh, that uh, it was the same way. And I know when you were done working with her, um, it was kind of an odd thing because I, I, you, I think you guys must have really clicked because mm -hmm. it was almost like she wanted to get started with the photo shoot, but she was really, her head was still in that relationship with you. So I think right. she really enjoyed the time with yeah. you. Yeah, no, we had a nice and time. And then we did something that wasn't planned. And I that quickly was, did my makeup and then we threw you in that up, white dress, yeah, yeah. this beautiful white dress and we shot you as well. How was how that for you? Now you've done that a number of times. I can't imagine that being easy. No, because I... <clears throat> I put I have to put on different hats, and so when I was um, the makeup artist, I'm just I I only consider myself a makeup artist. I actually forget that I was a model. I actually do. I'm literally I'm very narrow focused when I'm when I'm doing that job. But when I had to go do my own makeup, now I mean everybody will understand this. I'm sure I've just worked on Hoami's face, <laughs> and literally. Um, it, it, you could take a baby's bottom and it wouldn't be smoother than her face. It's just ridiculous. And then I'm in the mirror trying to get myself straight. I'm like, this isn't working. <laughs> like this isn't even fair. So I had to, you know, I had to do my best to get my face. You looked you know. incredible though. But it's just not the same because as a makeup artist and you have that smooth surface and then you have your 56 year old self, it's like, okay, here we go. But no, I, I once I kind of wrap my head around it, I guess you kind of, at some point during the photo shoot, like when you're just kind of getting your head in the space and you know you're getting ready to take the picture, I'm standing there and I'm, I know I got the beautiful clothes on and whatever, my makeup's done, hair's done. I just, 
you kind of click back into a mode because I've been there. And so you, it's yeah. just a memory thing. Yeah. You've been but, modeling yeah. for years. Yeah. So it, no, and I disagree with you. I think uh, like, honestly, for, uh, I, my favorite models as a rule, or, or let, let me put it this another way. Uh, when, when I'm shooting somebody that's 30 and over, I feel more confident that we're going to get something good. Well, it's the maturity of the yeah, person. Yeah, because somebody, really you know, when life's kicking yeah. in the butt a few times, mm -hmm. there's there's more feeling there, more mm -hmm. depth of feeling and emotion. And But that's probably what made Hoami a good model too because she's very well, young. Well, she's been through, and she's that, been that, through that a lot. That was the thing. Right. And, and then I look at you and you've got this incredible... I've been through a heck of a lot. So <laughs> you've been road hard and put away wet. <laughs> no. No. No, no. What I'm saying is, you know, you, you, you're a very beautiful woman. You still have that incredible bone structure uh the skin is still in you do not look 56 not by a long shot and and the thing of it is is you know how to model and and when you start acting self-conscious that's when it doesn't look right but when you go there and do your thing and you didn't act any different like you were shooting with her you were doing sets together and you guys killed it like you guys look really really good and and to have that confidence. I had to work past that part a little bit because remember, but I could have never told it had been a long time since I modeled. Yes. So that's true. I wasn't in model mode at all for many years. Right. I just had never put my head there since. And so for me to, I had, I knew I had to get in it fast yeah. because I'm shooting with this absolutely gorgeous model with this beautiful body. And you know, I've been there and done that and I haven't let myself go or anything by any stretch, but I still had to go, okay, this isn't intimidating. I'm the one who's been, I'm the veteran here, <laughs> but I still had to, you know, it's, it's a little intimidating. When I, I, when I brought it up, you didn't resist that hard. Were you, were you angry with me for bringing no, it up? No, 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 because I knew I had, you know, I had that beautiful white dress there and I don't know if we were going to try to use it with yeah. her or whatever we were going to do. But I was going to do it as a separate thing, just you and I, but it just made sense. And oh my gosh, those. Oh no, that didn't bother me. And some of the footage, that's some of the, the footage that we used for the, the model body intro, the video footage that we shot as right, well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that worked out really well. That was a really good footage actually. I know. Yeah. And you guys, like you guys, I like, if I was to sit here and say, okay, who am I going to pair up for a photo shoot? I would not have put the two of you together. Well, no. For a million different reasons, but I, it just, it works so well. I literally am old enough to be your mother. But you guys shot so well together. There was just such a comfort between the two of you. That's what alarmed that's me. That's what helped. But that's because we had just spent a good hour together doing her makeup and just talking and and we had some great conversation and then you feel closer to somebody you know through the conversation and that's the thing with Wami and I just going back to her for a second she's a girl that is she's very confident and you know she's very straight smart she's very together she's not naive by any stretch right yet she just doesn't have an ego problem no that's and what that's I the about. thing I lo love about mm -hmm. her too, is just that she's just, what you see is what you get, really. There's no pretension there. No, because you know? I'll tell you something about, I mean, this happens to me a lot because I see, I might see a thousand girls a year. Like I literally mm -hmm. do that much makeup. Right. And so you get, if you get, and it's more typical with the girls who are really, really out there on, on social media. And they have their huge following. Right. So their ego gets built up from all this attention they get in their social media. And they know who they are. They know they're the, they're the you know what. And they just have that 
sense of themselves, but some of them do have an ego to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting there in my chair and I'm, do, I'm just their makeup artist that day. A lot of them never find out that it's any different than that. Mm-hmm. But because I know who I am and I'm sitting there listening to these girls and sometimes I'm thinking, listen, kid, let me school you here for a second. But it just, because I find it kind of insulting because you don't, ha- you don't have to have an ego with it. Mm-hmm. I never had an ego my entire career. And so this is really funny to me because I'm doing their makeup. They're like, oh yeah, give me your Instagram and I'll tag you. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're doing me a favor. They're mm-hmm. going to tag me. I like that impersonation. So, thank you. Do they all sound like that? <laughs> every like last that. one of them? Every last one of them. So easy so to pick out. I give them my name and they pull me up. And my Instagram photo is the cover of a well, magazine yeah. of me. And they're like, their face is, it's, as a matter of fact, I should have a, I should have them on video because it's yeah. so cute to In me. In video. And it's funny because they already know who they are. They've got their mm-hmm. huge following. They, they have enough ego. They, they've got it all. But when they, when they see me on the cover of a magazine, they are, I don't know how to describe it. They're like, no way you're on the cover of a ma- how did you oh my god oh my gosh oh my god and then they they literally i watched this go transition full transition into they're now a fan mm-hmm. and they're like i can't believe this how, how did you and and it's hilarious because then all of a sudden this respect clicks in but only when they found out that and then i realized you know what i don't have the, the instagram following they do mm-hmm. i don't have any social media following like they do but they want what i had Right. And I just had the perfect era, the perfect timing. There was no social media, but MySpace to deal with. And so you literally, if you were anybody doing anything, you had to be on the cover of a magazine. You had to be in the magazine. Mm-hmm. And I did that many, many times. Right. So I guess I kind of took it for granted. And now it's, it's past, it's over. Magazines are almost obsolete. And then these girls are like, no way so they're they're so like intrigued by the whole well, you magazine think, you thing. think about it i mean you, you think of the number of girls back then okay now when we say back then we're not talking about 1942 we're, we're talking, talking about, about 1998 to yeah, 1998 to whatever 2010, 2010 yeah. yeah so we're talking about a decade ago mm-hmm. okay and so a decade ago uh and you know 10 to 15 years ago uh you know oxygen only put out 12 issues uh some of those issues some girls would get like tosca i think got more than one cover a year probably she was bob's wife she was bob's wife you know the guy that was a publisher and uh and so when you do that you figure probably what maybe 10 girls are going to get chosen for covers that year Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so the chances of getting a cover are pretty slim yeah i never thought of it and then when you think about flex magazine getting a cover there's only two of those a year one is the swimsuit, one's the lingerie issue, and that was it, you know? And, and I was a centerfold almost every time yep. I was in those magazines, I ended up with the centerfold and with the calendar on the inside. Yep. But yeah, it just... And so the, the statistical time. probability of you getting chosen for that is pretty big. And, and you know, I've been a part of that process. And, uh, you, know, you know, of course, a lot of people... A lot of people say, oh, it's politics or it's, oh, you got to be screwing this guy or that guy or whatever. And, and honestly, it, it didn't work that way. What it is, is, uh, um, you know, I very close friend with Bob Kennedy that owned Oxygen and Muscle Mag. He had six magazines and, uh, you know, he made it very, very clear. He says, I can, I can lose. He says, I've lost a hundred thousand dollars in sales on the wrong cover. Mm-hmm. 
he said, so we're very particular about yeah. there's a certain kind of person and a certain look. You know, and uh, and so there's a formula that every magazine, and I know this for because basically I've been published in all of those magazines and many around the world, mm-hmm. and every magazine has a formula, mm-hmm. and uh, they follow that formula. And so uh, politics really can't come into it. If it does, it's no, at the it expense of the magazine, oh, yeah. and hundreds of thousands. Or if you're, you know, Bob used to talk to me about that, and he just he said, you know, he said, and he told me <clears throat> what about my particular look. Mm-hmm sold magazines like he just the long neck the this the that like mm-hmm. he picked out things that i would have even never noticed but he right. said after i had done that especially that one where i was squatting down on the cover he said that sold magazines right. he said and so he was happy to have me on more covers <clears throat> and he, uh, he and always told lines, me he yeah. says you're one of my favorite models of all time i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh that was such well, an it's honor just, it's, and i'm not we're not going to pick a name but i remember being at a photo shoot that i dropped you off with with another photographer and there was a model there and i remember they were talking we were talking about because i worked for the magazine with these people right it's just i didn't do that shoot and they were talking about a model she's a beautiful girl really nice girl certainly deserved to be there but she was so unbearable to work with that that was it they said they never use her again and and the thing of it is is with you you can stick you uh, we i've stuck you on top of a mountain literally in we're, we're at a ski resort and people were coming off the hill because it was too cold and you're up there in a, in a canadian flag bathing suit and we did a shoot that lasted about 30 minutes 30 45 minutes uh we can put you in cold water we can i can literally put you anywhere and you'll get the shot and i that's that's me saying that because we've done that because the still shot doesn't pick up the quivering lips <laughs> <laughs> right and but the thing of it is is for me if i need a go-to shot if i need you know i i know who to call exactly because i know who's going to be there and not drive me crazy and not become because what a dis- some models didn't understand terry was it wasn't about them yeah you're basically like this you girl's had a swimsuit shoot the one i'm talking about is that a swimsuit shoot and she doesn't want to get wet yep she didn't want to get her hair wet how do you how do you do a swimsuit shoot and i mean there's there's more hair and makeup but here's people the thing. you, you need this a busload of these people your hair and right. what, what was going to happen to your and hair it's not this about you about, <laughs> this is about getting the shot <laughs> right so when that when she i heard her say that actually and i was like what if they want you to get on into the waterfall you get, get in, in the waterfall right like, this is you're there to to get the yeah. shot so anyway it was just it's just kind but of that's fun. just it and so you get people like that and this girl felt that she had hit a certain point in her career that she was entitled to all of this stuff and didn't understand it was that completely it was a privilege. over for her after it that ended after that photo shoot we never saw her never again never shot her again boom never mm-hmm. saw her again and nobody else shot her again it so that's the lesson to models is when you're there to model and it doesn't mean you do just anything they tell you to do because sometimes no. th- they might have a different agenda but yeah. if it's the, the right shots for the right yeah it's agreed the, upon right. they're not doing anything shady or dirty right. anything Nothing like that shady. but the thing of it is then just is do it if you're there to work and i think the philosophy is this and this is the way you are this is the way virtually all the girls that i work with repeatedly are all the same they show up to work mm-hmm. what are we doing today what are, okay my responsibility is this and i always say it's a camera is a recording device it's not a magic wand <laughs> okay and yes i could photoshop airplanes coming out your nose but that's not what i do okay i'm telling a story about you and how do you want that story to be you Mm -hmm. know and and so when they when people show up with an ego 
it's usually just a like like i mean i don't have a problem with an ego if you got an ego if you feel good about yourself that's great awesome let's work but when they show up and they're a diva and a nuisance to work yeah with, let's call it diva because that's a totally yeah, different i've ended photo shoots before game. they even started mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that because i know that the pictures aren't yeah. going to be great and i'm not going to put out bad pictures mm-hmm. just because somebody's got a bad attitude and so that that's just me um but at the end of the day, if you don't click with the people, it's a collaboration. You're creating art together. Well, and here's the thing. You've got a whole magazine issue, okay? Mm-hmm. So what draws somebody to that issue is you start with that cover, that beautiful picture, and then you want to see what's inside. What's this girl all about? So your pictures and your stories have to be able to grab the customer and say, man, I'm really intrigued by this. I want to finish the story. I want to look at more pictures. And you want, what draws you to a magazine? It certainly isn't a diva. A diva doesn't, it's a, it's a a human being. Well, you look at Wami again, you know, on, on, on the cover, beautiful girl, very, very pretty shots. You know, uh, I'm very proud of that, that layout, Mm -hmm. but you read her story and it's like, wow, this is really inspiring. Like you, you're done with it and you feel good. And then you move on to Missy Posterly. And you've the whole process all over again and completely different kind of girl, you know, and, and a different look. But they're and, all great stories and that's what makes right. magazine you magazine successful. Adrian Gent, who is, you know, the grand old age of 19, I think she's 20 this year. Oh boy. You know, and, but then Adrian is a girl that, uh, you know, again, great story. Read the story. Mm-hmm. But this is a girl that graduated. Uh, she graduated high school and with her associate's degree in the same week. What? Yeah, and she is not a good student. She admits that school is a real struggle for her. But she was a girl that was she bullied. She was that ambu- She was bullied. Huh? She was chubby, and she was bullied. You Unbelievable. Know? And so she had no friends in school. You know, they treated her badly. And so she just turned it into, she's just about to graduate with her degree now, and she's been in school for, I want to say, two years. Oh, for crying. Yeah, <laughs> and, but she just works hard. And, wow. But this probably one of the sweetest I could sprinkle her in my porridge in the morning. I'm telling you, because <laughs> she's just so sweet. Like Aww. just, and you know, so, so you, this whole magazine for me has been this tremendous emotional journey with these five women that I find deeply inspiring. You know, right. Gia McCool, I was the first guy when she, she was one of the girls that got on the Vitrix model team like a decade right, ago. Right. Okay. So she had done modeling before that, but this is the first fitness modeling was with me. And so I've seen her go from that to, two million followers on See, Instagram. That blows my mind. But Gia is still humble. Right. Like so humble right. and such a professional and she works like she works hard. Mm. She works, she puts in hours like I put in hours. She's up first thing in the morning and she shoots every week, but she's on the computer seven days a week working and building her brand. And, and, and so all of these women in this magazine are inspiring. So yes, right. they're beautiful. You know, but for me, the greater thing is the character, what's there. And, and that's telling what's that story. always going to make your magazine successful because it's not politics. It's not anything other than your pure passion for finding a story in a, in a human and, and, and just bringing that to life. And, and the way you do it is so colorful and, and people love reading your oh, articles. Thank you. Well, and, and that's really what Model Body is all about mm-hmm. is finding, combining that beauty. And I think, I think there's a... You know, that argument for years that we're setting an unrealistic standard, um, I don't think so. You know, I, 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 that may have been the case. I'm not arguing that, but I'm not creating that now. I think what it is is these are just people. That's what I mean. I don't Photoshop airplanes coming out of your nose. No, you know, that's the uh, thing. If you've got a zit or a bruise, yeah, I'll take that off, ins- but I don't reshape your body. That's, that's what's your body. inspiring about it because the women you're shooting and the pictures that you take, 
These are real women. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an easy life. Wami didn't have an easy life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women with some really trials that you we've hurdled over obstacles our entire life. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a good story. That's and what that was the thing wanna, when you got into the fitness industry because that wasn't the way things were done back then. And when we went out there and we started telling the truth, first of all, we were told by everybody. Uh, not to tell my age. Not to talk about your age because right. you weren't in your 20s. You know, you were closer to 40. I was 39 on my first cover yeah. and they thought I was 29. So right. until we decided, are we going to put my age on this cover so that we can inspire more women or are we going to keep it quiet because Sweet. I can get further in my competition career and whatever. And we, we chose to tell the truth because it, we it, wanted to inspire women. It's that whole women. premise that women are nothing more than eye candy. Right. And and uh, and it's that was something true. that I've never mm-hmm. believed in. No. I, I don't think that's true because I know a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're they're all they're all everybody's got insecurities. Every model, no matter how beautiful she's been, has showed up and says, "Well, you know, my left eye does this," or you know, some jealous Allie Jean Johnson and Greg two like, teased me about serious? that. Or, yeah, you know, and, so and you they, wonder who told them that this was ever a problem. Who but, told them that they? But I haven't shot enough. a model that didn't have right. some insecurity. Exactly. And, and so the thing of it is, is just being there, and then you hear their story and you hear about their life, and this is a human being. They just happen, you know. They, God just made them the way they are. You know, and they're just trying to get through life like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and so telling that story, I think that's a very realistic standard. And I think the emphasis then becomes the pictures are beautiful. Obviously, the magazine is about showing those beautiful pictures. But the stories emphasize that there's a human being behind those pictures. And that's and I think, what's going to inspire so many women. And what I want the reader to come away with is, you know what, I don't think it, I don't think it matters to Wami that I don't look like Wami. It matters to Wami that I have character and would respect her. And, you know, it's all the other stuff that you can't Mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what model body is about. So, Amen. Thanks for uh, always. Thank you for everything you do with me and for me and and like that. I'm so happy that you and I can work together in this magazine. I love working with you as uh, both the model and... uh, Makeup artist. Modelbody.com, M O D L B O D Y.com. Follow it. Uh, next issue comes out in September. And where can they find you? Elaine Goodlad, Addie Lane Goodlad, or Elaine Makeup at Hotmail.com.